You're listening to the Northfield Podcast with your host, Caleb Gordon, and we are tackling issues of family, faith, and culture, all from a biblical worldview. Sit back, buckle up, and let's go. Find out more at calebgordon.org. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Northfield Podcast. I am your host, Caleb Gordon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be a part of the program today. As always, I want to say thanks to our friends at Outpost Coffee for providing us with incredible caffeinated beverages. It's cold out. Get you something warm. Snow's on the ground right now here in Oklahoma. <laughs> Man, something warm would be good. Outpostcoffeeco.com. Um, on the program today, I am having my friend Ryan Dobson come back. We're going to talk about faith, family, culture, all from a biblical worldview. Probably going to throw in some in and out references just because now that punk has access to in and out in his hometown in Colorado Springs, and I don't. So um, he did send some snow today. So, I mean, I can give him a little bit of props, but looking forward to my conversation with my friend Ryan Dobson. Welcome to the Northfield Nation, Mr. Ryan Dobson. How are you doing, my friend? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. It's an honor. I appreciate it. Holy cow. I haven't had you on. You're my first official interview for 2022. Cool. I haven't done an interview in a while. Not even on my own podcast. So this is great. I'm excited. Just so you guys know, Rebel Parenting. Check check it out. Go look out. Rebel Parenting. Appreciate rebelparenting.org. All the podcasts are there. All the resources. Yeah, I love doing it. Man. We'll tag it on the on the the link in the description, uh, so you guys can find out what's going on. But man, Ryan and I have been friends for several years, and in the within the last I don't know three or four years, we've actually hung out together and done things together and gone mm-hmm. places together and caused trouble together. You know, it's it's always fun. Definitely, uh, definitely, it's been a good time for sure. I'm a love l- your ministry, love coming out. Good time. It's good. We're going to get you back out eventually. So once we, if we if we survive the insanity of the pandemic, I mean pandemic. Crazy. Did I say <clears throat> I meant plan? I meant pandemic. Uh, <laughs> so crazy. So I will just start it off a little light, a little fun. I'm a little irritated that you've probably had in and out way more than I have in the last several months, and I'm frustrated. Oh yeah, we've got one here in Colorado Springs. We have the headquarters. So In-N-Out's Midwest headquarters is Colorado Springs. I'm so irritated. And it's about 20 minutes from where I live. So there's an In-N-Out Burger drive-thru and, uh, you know, restaurant. And then just out back, you can see a couple blocks away is their full headquarters, which similarly matches the building. Not perfectly, but it's pretty cool. Huge headquarters. I'm so irritated. The level of frustration. (laughs) (laughs) Right, but it just gets us one step closer to you, right? One step closer... You know, one more step of the way, and we get it. Hey, I will be coming to Colorado this summer. We're going to ride four wheelers down in uh, Lake City and uh, uh, Silverton area. So I will be close to. I will be in the state. I don't know how close that is to you. Colorado, it's not too. That's not. Oh, what? A couple hours from you? That's not that bad. Not far. It's not too bad. I need to try to figure out a way to we can hook up while we're there. Definitely. Um, okay, so let's uh, have you on. I love to talk about you know, the, the whole tagline of the of the podcast is faith, family, and culture from a biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. Love to talk about culture for a minute. Just see what what's your. What, I wanted to check your temperature and what's going on. What do you think? You know, the world's. It feels like it's going crazy. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? This it's a good question. It is because here's the truth. I started coming to this 
recently and I've been formulating it more and more and more. And if you talk to your parents, there was a moment in their history when they had kids where culture went crazy. Uh, if right. you talk to my, my grandparents, I mean, you could think my grandparents, my dad's in college in the 60s with all that was going on. And I'm sure my grandparents are going, oh, my goodness, culture is going crazy. And then my parents in the 80s with all that was going on, you know, people that are my age are older, less than zero, and, and the insanity of the 80s that was going on. The parents had to be going, oh, culture's going crazy. And there's always the question what to do, because currently today, clearly culture is going crazy. Yeah. And I think, and this is no disparagement on anything that's come before us, because I'm a huge, huge proponent of grace. Yeah, um, absolutely. In, oh, yeah. He, I mean, just, my goodness. I could never match the grace given to me by Jesus Christ. Never in a million years. And so when people talk about, oh, well, my parents didn't do this, my parents didn't do that, you have to look culturally, was there even an availability or possibility to them? Right. So, you know, we're talking about culture going crazy. Instead of reacting to culture, mm. uh, you know, I remember in the 80s, the Walkman was going to isolate kids, they're going to be in their headphones all day long, it's going to isolate kids, you got to get rid of the Walkman. <laughs> like, um, okay, you know, rock music is the devil. It's gonna, you know, it's gonna send your kids to the devil. It's gonna get involved with sex, drugs, and rock and roll. So, get rid of rock and roll. Yeah. It's that isolationist mentality, and it's really hard <clears throat> to be in a culture and not of a culture. Yeah, you know, it's hard to impact a culture if you're not near the culture. And so, I'm coming around to it's so much more important how we raise our kids the relationship we, we build with our children, how we have our marriages, the mm. relationship we have with our spouses that can model this thing for our kids because culture is going to continue to go the other direction. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to continue to pull your kids away from Jesus Christ, away from the teachings uh, that we want them to know. That's why instead of fighting those things, social media, mm. right? It's all over the news. Yeah. It is statistically, provably, mathematically bad for young girls. Yeah. I mean, it's bad. And, we uh, honestly, I, I don't want to be an alarmist. You can't get rid of it. Are you really going to say the entire generation of young girls, sorry, Christian young girls, you can't be on social media. We care about you so much. We know this truth, so you can't be on it. Is that going to happen, or are they just going to hide behind our backs the whole time and then we don't have the relationship? Right, right. And I think if you try that, if you say, hey, we're going to cut it off, you can't do it, they're going to, I mean, they're going to live in this hyper uh, fun, fundamentalism where they're going to have this mentality when they leave the house, they're going to just yeah. go hog wild. So, I, yeah, I agree. You, I know people that. And that's are, where you're looking for, as a parent, that's where, and I think this is a mistake, it's mm-hmm. the compliance based parenting. Yeah. Just do the right thing in front of me, then I'll feel good. And I don't know what you're doing out there, but as long as we do the rules in our house, we're going to be okay. And it's like, well, I don't know. Man, I think we should be pushing the rules in the house. I think they should be questioning things in the house. There ought yeah. to be way more of those discussions in the house and less out of the house, out of our control, out of our earshot. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's one of those things where you... And and I and I get adults come to me all the time and say, "Man, your kids are doing great. Yeah, I love your kids. They're so respectful." And I love that. Oh but I'm like, goodness. so I love hearing that. That's fantastic. But the bigger question is when they're hanging out with their friends and the adults aren't there. Man, are they, are they still? 
uh, respectful or still Christ honoring or they're still doing the things that you, you hope yeah. they're doing. So yeah. I mean, those are, those are good things when you hear those reports, when other adults come to you and say, man, I love that your son was so respectful. I love that your daughter was so respectful. And so it just does my heart good to, to hear that. But man, you're right. You can't, I mean, we can't shelter. And so many parents during when you and I were growing up, that was the thing. Parents tried to shelter us from the world and man, it, it, I look at the my generation, your generation, how that really negatively impacted us. And once we got out on our own, we we got a little bit of freedom. We're like, oh, I can drink. Oh, wait, I can't. Yeah, you know, yeah, and it was like, yeah. oh, and went crazy. Whereas, if yeah, that's a really it, it's such an interesting tightrope to walk. And I think so much of that to do more conversations and less with activity. Yeah, Peter and I, Lincoln and I, are starting over the Star Wars series chronologically and we're adding book of boba fett and you know mandalorian all stuff in there nice so he paused the movie for a moment and we were talking and right now i don't remember what we were talking about i do remember what i was thinking while we were talking and that was my goodness in a million years i would have ever talked to my dad about this (laughs) and it has yes nothing to do with his capacity to have a conversation with me i didn't I didn't think the things my 15-year-old is currently thinking at 15. I didn't know the things he now knows when I was 15. Culturally, uh, psychologically, there's so many things, and it's just because he's been raised in the 2020s and not in the 70s. Right, exactly. It's just different today. 100%. It doesn't mean my dad did a bad job or he was lacking in some area. Neither of us. Would have ever thought to have had the conversation because nobody did. Yeah, no, no, I nobody told, had yeah. that. Well, the, the, Jamie and I were thinking of saying that the other day. Um, one of my sons walked in and was just talking to us about stuff, and I was like, "Would you have ever said the things that our son just said to your parents?" She's like, "No, no way." I was like, "I wouldn't have had a conversation with my dad." And man, I I loved my dad. He was an amazing man, and and just was super sweet. And I mean, I. Yeah, I would have never had those conversations. I just, I, I, so Jamie goes, are we winning as parents? I was like, I, I don't, I, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, right. yeah. It's, it's, you know, in a way, it's theoretical. You know, all I can do is base it on experience of, you know, my past and my friend's past and base it on the relationship and the conversation I have with Mike's son currently. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it feels, it feels different. It feels different because I can have conversations with him culturally i can't you know talk about big picture and i can talk about race and i can talk about voting and i can talk about free speech and i can Mm -hmm. talk about hidden messages you know in an age-appropriate way to a 15 year old i don't dump the whole world on him but when the opportunity and it's not very often that's the other part too you know i was so happy to have the conversation with him partly because it's so rare most of my conversations with him is about his friends you know Oh my goodness! What did they all have a brand new video game? I forget what it is. It's something a baby's trying to harm itself, and you're trying to keep it from harming itself. It's so <laughs> ridiculous, but his friends just I have, tackle over it. I have no idea what. This and is. can I interject this too? This is something I've been dying to tell parents. Do Even it. Parents are listening. This is the craziest thing I figured out with my kids, and they know I talk about this kind of stuff because I don't give personal information. Your kids will tell you anything. I mean anything. If you'll listen yep. to everything. Yep. You you gotta it's listen. It's a crazy thing. 
They'll tell you about their friends' relationships and the things their friends are doing, good or bad. They'll tell you about their friends' parents' relationships and how they're doing based on their kids' opinion of it and things they say. They'll tell you how it's going at school. They'll yep. tell you about, you know, I mean, everything you've ever wanted your child to tell you that you think they're hiding from you, they will tell you. Just listen. The problem is you've got to listen to everything else that comes out of their mouth. And <laughs> truthfully, most of it, oh my gracious. Woo, it's a lot to get through. Yep. And, and we, it makes them feel important. It does. You're sitting there and you're listening to, regardless of what it is, because, and this is the thing i got to tell parents, it's such a short amount of time, and yep. while they're there in your home, you get to, you don't have to. You don't have to. You get to and, totally don't. And you I don't need, have to do it. 100%. Man. I needed to hear that. Like, that's, because, man, I sometimes I get just bogged down with work, pastoring, all the things that I do, and I'm just like, and my kids are over here saying stuff, and I, and it's in one ear and out the other while I'm looking at my stupid phone. And I'm like, and I'm like, <sighs> and I'm like, dadgummit, I can't believe I just did this. And I'm, you know, I'm, and I, I, I wasted, you know, a day where I didn't get to, I didn't listen the way I should have listened. And I was, you know, I just have to say, man, I'm sorry. And I have to you yeah. know, try again, try again the next day. Totally. Okay, good. Thank you for that one, because that's what I want to say to you and everybody else. With so many people, because we've been taught this, whether it's, you know, scholastically or parentally or culturally, whatever it is, we've been taught failure should cause inaction. You fail, hey, you know what, pull back, stop, freeze for a moment, take assessment, you know, all those things. With your marriage and your kids, our model rebel parenting, go again. Just go again. Fail, go again. If you mess up, just go, hey, you know what, you're not going to yesterday. I don't my phone. Man, I feel so dumb. I'm sorry. That admittal is really hard to do, but it's a vulnerability that allows your children to know everyone makes mistakes, yep. and we can apologize for mistakes and help of our relationship, and then you keep going. Go again, go again, go again, because that's what we're... I'm telling you, Satan doesn't want it. Jesus does want it. That's right. It's 100%. And so, Kali, yeah, I just... That was... Thank you. I need... I, this whole phone call was... I needed that one phone call. That was good. So, <laughs> that was awesome. How's uh, how's Laura doing? She's good. Awesome. She's really good. She's going to put up with a lot. I uh, I had a uh, construction accident. I was operating a table saw and uh, hit my index finger on my right hand. I'm also right-handed. That was October 16th. It was my son's birthday, too. That was fantastic. Son's birthday. Happy birthday. So, yeah. For months, uh, she has had to really pick up the slack. Mm. in certain areas. I'm now able to do most everything. Um, but, yeah, I mean, she's great. She's been homeschooled. She's like, we have gotten to a point in our relationship where I think the common denominator or the thing that we've realized is just constant is nothing ever goes the way you think it's going to go. There's always something that's going to be a little bit different. And that tends to throw me off track. Like, wait, what? No, we planned. All the things were laid out. It was going to be this thing. And then one thing goes wrong. I'm like, ah. And she has really taught me this adaptation. Adapt and overcome. Yep. Adapt and overcome. Whatever comes that way, we're just going to figure it out. We're just going to move on. It's like, keep it calm. Figure it out. Move on. And we have really had a great, you know, especially when the pandemic hit. Yeah. You know, I lost my job. There's all these things going on. And she was like, you know what? We've been through 100% of our worst days. So pretty sure we're going to get to the next few. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, right. cool. Nice. 
Very cool. Well, you know, in it together. That's a good, it's just been a good play. <clears throat> That's awesome to hear. I'm so glad to hear that. Um, yeah, I saw well, I saw on your Instagram when you cut your hair. I was like, Dad, go, man. That, that just, yeah. <laughs> so dumb. Totally my fault. Everybody that works with wood, anybody who uses a table saw, 100% my fault. It was not, you know, it didn't jump up and bite me. I was just doing something completely inappropriate and <laughs> cut myself a big butt. Awful. So embarrassing. And you shared it with the entire world. I mean, that's what I love about you. And you're like the embarrassing, stupid things that that we that you do. You're just like, hey, listen, I, I did this, and here was the here was the yeah. teachable moment. Here, I was done. You know what, <laughs> I, Caleb? I appreciate that. For me, again, that's going to go back to the intersection of faith and culture, or just my belief system and culture. Uh, there's this giant controversy with people pulling their music from Spotify, and one oh. of those people is Brene Brown. Yeah, and I really learned empathy from her. I love this practice of grace. It's really a practice of grace and empathy. She highly focuses on empathy, and it's the going again. She's like, listen, if you're going to be vulnerable, if you're going to expose yourself, hey, got to tell you, you're going to get kicked in the teeth. Yeah. It doesn't mean it was wrong to do. It will feel wrong. If you never want to do it again, you might want to do it again. And I just got to tell people, listen, here's the truth. I am so proud of where my marriage is at and the relationship I have with my children and with Jesus. Like, I am, I'm so proud of where it's at. Hmm. And it took me failing so much to get here. And I think, here's the truth. It's not just the Christian world. In the motivational world, in the encouragement world, yeah, it's really hard to talk about your failures. Sure. But, yeah. Everybody does, and I totally fail. I fail my marriage a million times, but all I'm saying is you can fail as many times as me and still have a marriage you can be proud of. I mean, that's so cool, and it's only through Jesus. That's the amazing thing about it. it. It's only through Jesus. Where else could you fail this much and Mm -hmm. do the wrong thing this much and still claim success? Oh, it's just through the power of Jesus. It's amazing. Yeah, because Jesus, I mean, that's what Jamie and I were, I've said this a hundred times that if it weren't for Christ in the middle of our marriage, man, we'd probably be divorced a hundred times over because yeah. of so right? many dumb things I've done, she's done dumb things, and we just, but we, that common denominator is Christ has forgiven me of much, so therefore I'm going to forgive of much. I'm going to love yeah. Yeah. more because Christ right. loves me. So yeah, so good. Yeah. Woof, good stuff. It's so cool. We were talking about, um, there's an author named Shanti Feldhan. She is a uh, Harvard graduate. Um, she is a, a statistician in the research room. She wrote a book called The Kindness Challenge. And it's on relationships, specifically marriage. And it is a 30-day plan, and you go through it. I've done it with my uh, – I haven't needed it with my daughter yet. She's still young. Right. Uh, and she's my daughter, so, you know, come on. I'm just wrapped around her finger. <laughs> but I've done it with my son and my wife. And in the book, it's a virtual uh, 80%, 80 or 90, 80% of the people that have done it, 79.8, I think, 8. Okay. 80% of the people that go through this 30 days see a visible improvement in their relationship. It's a visible improvement. And that's why I was talking about it, because I, was, I, w- I did a, uh, a thing called the Rebel Upgrade. We, I did a study guide for it. I did videos for it. And I, I put it up online for free this time around. And I, I put the podcast up and I put the resources up. And a couple of days later, I just didn't feel good about it. Yeah. And Laura's like, fine, it's such a good resource. What's wrong? And I'm like, it was so 
so hard. It's so hard to do. And I don't think I told anybody. I don't think I said it to anybody. How, it, it doesn't mean it doesn't work. But, oh, my goodness. When you're not in a great place in your relationship and you're trying to be kind every day and the person doesn't respond well, which they probably won't, mm-hmm. it's so hard to do. Right. It's still worth it. And I just forgot that part of it. And so I did another show this week going, hey, man, I mean, failure is, is the most common thing, but you can still do this. And I want to be that. I don't want to be a cheerleader. I want to be like, hey, it's hard. It's really hard, but I'm, I've done it. You can do this. Man, yeah. yeah I'll, have to, I'll link that. I just looked it up, and uh, it looks like a, like a nice book. I'm, that's, I mean, I'm just reading the reviews and checking that out right now I was, while I was listening. And, man, this, it looks legit, the kindness challenge. So, yeah. Oh, she's so smart. I mean, you know, I'm, I have... I don't have the ability to do math. I've been tested in this and it's frustrating me. me. And so people that can, I, I'm fascinated by them. It's so smart. But I like it because it's, it's research-driven. It's not, this is my opinion, this is what I think. It's, I interviewed 10,000 people specifically on this topic, and this is the exact math data we got from it. Man, yeah. that stuff, then it's not, it's, I'm not saying you shouldn't hope but it's one of those things like, oh, if I follow this, then eight out of ten times, I will get the results I'm looking for. And, Dan, I can go with that. I can yeah. really follow that. Even when it's hard, if someone tells me, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be hard, but you can do this. Uh, and that's, she really goes to town on it. It's awesome. That's fantastic. Awesome. Well, um, is there anything – I just, I mean, I want to give you a chance. Is there something you're just – itching to tell people is there something going on in your life that you uh i mean you're 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 wanting to to plug or to talk about yeah you know what I, i'll say this um and I, I i work for different organizations that are mostly nonprofits. So i say this in a totally nonpartisan way i do believe there's a midterm election coming up this year and in 2024 we've got a presidential election coming and there's gonna it's just gonna be it's gonna be ugly i, I don't yeah. think politics is gonna get any easier i do think there will be a ploy to make people apathetic. And I think you're going to see it on both sides. Yeah. I think on the right, you're going to hear stolen elections. And I'm not saying any of this is true or not true. I'm just going to say the messaging yeah. can affect action. Mm-hmm. And you're going to hear, you know, it's impossible to win, cheating, 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 stolen election, stolen election, election, you know, impossible to win, gerrymandering, district you know, reorganization, all yep. of such things. That will be from the right. And from the left, it'll be a totally different tactic, but it's, it's going to say, don't be involved. You don't matter. Your vote doesn't matter. They're going to steal it from you, all the types of things. I say, doing the right thing regardless of outcome is the right thing. That's right. Yeah. One of the things I talk to my son about all the time he talks about, like, we watch, I'm a fighter. I've been a fighter my entire life. My dad got me into boxing when I was really little. He got me into the geopolitical uh, effects of boxing. When, Mom, when Cassius Clay changed his name to Muhammad Ali and what was going on in Vietnam, I mean, we got into every aspect of it. And Lincoln has asked me many times, why doesn't the corner throw the talent? Why doesn't that guy give up? He knows he's going to lose. And we've had this conversation of, oh, my goodness, there are so many reasons to continue fighting when you know you're going to lose. Yeah. The good fight is the good fight, regardless of the good or not. You've got to keep going. And this is, this is showing people we will stand and do the right thing, regardless of what the outcome is, because it's the right thing to do. If you, 
whether it is a, it's something stolen or cheated or they lied or whatever it is, when they did the march, my very first march for life, I think I was 19 years old, they were absolutely being lied about the numbers. It doesn't matter. We're going to come back every year. Tell us two people came. Tell us two million people came. It doesn't matter. The right thing is the right thing. Standing up for life is the right thing. 100%. Hey, exercising your civic duty and voting is the right thing. Yep. I agree a thousand percent. And I, I, I've talked about it just when I do other smaller podcasts and talk about um, <clears throat> the, the culture around us. And, 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 you know, the the narrative right now, everybody's talking about the Great Reset and, and how this hmm. is, you know, there's going to be a, a full-fledged collapse in order to, to make this happen. And just, there's some fear-mongering, I think. But there's, I mean, I think there's some, some truth sprinkled in there as well. So it's just doing the right thing. And the bottom line is, like, we sometimes forget that this is not our home and that Jesus wins. Jesus is going to win in the end and it doesn't matter. You know, if America falls today, Christ is still on his throne. And in 10,000 years, what will matter is that I remained faithful to Christ's calling in my life and doing what Jesus commands me to do. And so that, I mean, that's, that's what matters. Um, I know everybody's yeah. talking about what matters, what matters, you know, this matters, that matters, Jesus matters. And, and having the right idea of who Jesus is, that matters. Yeah. So yeah. Um, 100% agree. So stand firm, uh, as the scriptures call us to do over and over and over again, to stand firm in the faith. Do what um, Christ has called you to do. Uh, love it, love it, love it. So if you guys want uh, access to... Uh, Ryan and his ministry, uh, Rebel Parenting. Just Google Re- Rebel Parenting, rebelparenting.org. And that's uh, you get access to them. They're on Facebook, Instagram, um, all over the place. I'll link all their information in the in the description. Uh, Ryan, would you dismiss us in prayer? Absolutely. Oh, Lord, thank you. What a blessing it is to be alive in 2022. Mm. The things that are happening and all the ways that we can reach new people and tell them how much you have blessed us, that all good things come from you, Lord. Every time we have a smile on our face mm-hmm. that is brought by joy, that joy comes from you. Thank you for allowing us to be here. Even when times are hard and even when times are scary, to have faith in you, to be able to point people away from fear and into you, Lord. What an honor. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for caring for us. Thank you for listening to us. In your precious name, amen. Amen, amen. Diversified Systems Resources is a technology company based in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, that's been in business for 39 years. Are you looking for a stable employer, clean office environment, fun teammates, and a day that is always new and exciting? Then email us your resume today at dsrjobs at dsrglobal.com. DSR, we deliver technology.